Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. As most of you know, we've explored over the past 12 episodes a variety of topics within the scope of our overall theme, Creating Miracles, for this, believe it or not, 17th season of Living the Miracle. We have 13 episodes each season, and today's show is the final one for our Creating Miracles series. So to cap off this wonderful themed season, we decided to address the topic of God's grace and creating miracles. After all, without the former, we wouldn't be able to do the latter. Of course, since today's show completes our 17th season, we will launch our brand new season 18 with episode number 220. I can't believe we've done that many. And that'll happen next Wednesday. We've already aired one-fourth of our fifth year of broadcasting here on voiceamerica.com Empowerment Channel, a good enough reason to celebrate. So our overall theme for season 18 will be the miracle of sharing your joy. And the first topic for our new season, that would be next week, Rejoice Just Because. Especially when the chips are down or even more when the the challenges you face in your life in this world seem almost insurmountable. Perhaps only a miracle or two might see you through. If that's the case, rejoicing will not only get you on the right track to, to survive it all, but to thrive in the process. Does that sound a bit impossible? Well, accomplishing what seems impossible or doing something outside the normal box is a big part of why we offer you our weekly Living the Miracle show. So today, to round out our exploration of creating miracles, we wanted to address what God's grace might be and how God's grace gives us the ability to create miracles. After all, if you'd like a miracle to help you bring about what seems impossible to do, who do you turn to? Let's first consider the word grace. Used as a noun, the American Heritage Dictionary lists 11 different categories of definitions broadly ranging from seemingly effortless beauty or charm of movement, form, or proportion to mercy and clemency to an apogeatura trill, (laughs) I hope I said that right, or other miracle, musical, instrumental, I'm sorry, or other musical ornament in the music of the 16th and 17th century England. It's fascinating, isn't it, that one small word has so many and varied uses in the English language alone. It comes from the Latin word 
gratus, meaning pleasing, beloved, agreeable, favorable, and thankful. One of the definitions for the term grace listed under the fifth category in the American Heritage Dictionary is a favor rendered by one who need not do so. Then, when we explore the root of the word used in the New Testament, it is said to come via the Greek word haris, meaning graciousness, and in the Old Testament, through the Hebrew word kien, kien, how do you say that, Michael? Kien. Kien, yes, meaning favor, grace, or charm. Christian teachings often define God's grace as unmerited favor of mercy. The idea of divine grace, usually as unmerited favor, mercy, loving kindness, or blessing given by God, has been around in a variety of religious and spiritual teachings around the world for a very long time. The Quran says that God is the possessor of infinite grace. In fact, the first two names for God in the Islamic faith are Ahrahman. <laughs> you say these for me, Michael. I just can't say these words. Ahrahman and Yes, most compassionate and merciful. Both both names have their origins in the root Kram which translates as womb of love. It is said that Ar-Rahman is the first name of God since it serves as the gateway for all other names and divine attributes of God to flow through. It may be said that divine grace is birthed through God's womb of love. Although many spiritual teachings of various cultures seem to emphasize the commitment and hard work Put forth by the seeker on the path to enlightenment, God's grace is most often seen to be offered without the recipient having to earn it in some way. Saints and sinners alike have been the recipient of divine grace. In fact, the hymn Amazing Grace, penned by English poet and Anglican clergyman John Newton in 1772, delivers the message that forgiveness and redemption are possible no matter what a soul has done and can be delivered from its despair through the mercy of God. The verses of the unmerited favor and mercy of God arose from Newton's personal experience of surviving a most violent storm on the high seas while he was transporting slaves across the Atlantic after calling out to God for mercy. And here are some of the words of the song. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. Gilbert Chase, an American music historian, critic, and author, known as the seminal figure in the field of musicology and ethnomusicology, wrote of the song Amazing Grace that it was, quote, without a doubt, the most famous of all folk hymns, quote. It's been estimated that the song is performed about 10 million times every year. Well, at least 100 of those times are right in our household because I (laughs) sing that song for a long, many, many times. 
<clears throat> there have been many stories of miracles associated with the song and the performance of it. Newton's own experience, of course, was miraculous, and he attributed his miracle survival to having received God's amazing grace. But about 24 years passed between his spiritual awakening and the writing of the verses. During those years, he got out of his involvement in the slave trading business once he left his seafaring commitment and he pursued his study of theology and later became an abolitionist. As we've mentioned in previous episodes, miracles are always gifts from spirit that keep on giving. It certainly seems to fit Newton's experience over the years. Not only did he miraculously escape death on the high seas in spite of being involved in a most inhumane business at the time, the song inspired by his experience of grace went on to become the most well-known and beloved lyrics among folk hymns for centuries to come. <clears throat> it was still a favorite. As well, he completely changed his view on slavery to go on to become a dedicated abolitionist, as I said. It appears that according to hadith, which are the sayings and actions of the prophet Muhammad that have been recorded and passed down by various people, the prophet had once said, None amongst you can get into paradise by virtue of his deeds alone, not even I, but that Allah should wrap me in his grace and mercy. In the Hindu teachings, there are many references to kripa, or divine grace, as the ultimate key to spiritual self-realization. In the final chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna tells Arjuna, Setting aside all meritorious deeds, just surrender completely to my will with faith and loving contemplation. I shall liberate you from all sins. Do not fear. Many of the uh, traditional translations of that verse in the Bhagavad Gita have Krishna promising Arjuna that I shall liberate you from all sins sins. Well, especially in the Western world, the word sin, when used to translate what an avatar or an enlightened master said, it's most often quite misunderstood. Although the word sin seems to connote all kinds of guilt-inducing crimes against God in many religions, Krishna's own use of whatever that word was that he spoke that got translated into the English word sin, had more to do with ignorance that comes from having a divided mind. Buddha also taught that ignorance was the root of all suffering. And ignorance doesn't mean stupidity, like a lot of people think. It means unawareness, unconsciousness. When, when your mind is divided, you perceive only the divided world made up of dichotomies or opposites, positive and negative, male and female, yin and yang. That's the world of form. Krishna, as the Christ or the undivided allness of life, was speaking to Arjuna. And when Arjuna or any of us choose to wholeheartedly surrender to the free 
and all-loving, undivided, all-inclusive will of God, we will be freed from all ignorance or unconsciousness, freed from all temptations of our divided and divisive ego mind. Remember, Jesus too had taught to love your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Is that any different than surrendering completely to God's will with faith and loving contemplation? So they're saying the same thing and from kind of different perspectives. What is it that we surrender when we love someone with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind? Yeah, we have to give up trying to separate ourselves from spirit. That is who that person is. This is the necessity of loving our neighbor as ourselves. Because only when we surrender our divisiveness to the undivided oneness of spirit do we fully recognize that each and every one of us is the same one spirit in truth. Although we seem to live in this divided world as individual separate body persons, in reality, we are one undivided spirit expressing ourselves in a multitude of different ways. Divine grace that is offered to us from that womb of God's unconditional or undivided love is necessary for us to create miracles as we live in this divided world. All miracles are of spirit, the creative power arising from the all-inclusive love of God. If we turn to the divided world for answers and help, at best, we would have the divided and limited results. If that's all you believe you can have, you might shrug your shoulders and resign to, well, you win some, you lose some. Or you have to take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. It's in that state of mind that those who attempt to rule the world or rule the growing empire of some sort will dismiss the suffering of the many as simply collateral damage for their ambitions. You win some, you lose some, right? Wrong. If we avail ourselves wholly to God or the undivided, the gateway to divine grace opens to us to free us from the bonds of unawareness. Grace is truly amazing. Was blind, but now I see. When we surrender to divine will, we're welcoming the limitless will that is forever free. We begin to experience the undivided, which is to say the unconditional Bismillah, Ir Rahman, Ir Rahim, the most merciful and compassionate. And only then can we begin to experience true happiness or joy. 
So why postpone the inevitable? Why go frantically succoring the world for what we might give you temporary moments of limited happiness when, when you can seek that which is always offering the eternal and unlimited joy? Why not create a miracle rather than resigning yourself to losing much of the time and only winning occasionally? Because what's winning really about? You might believe that you will be happier if you win. And certainly, you can have a few moments of fleeting happiness when you win, especially if you win big. Yet sooner or later, after you, even your big win comes unhappiness and your need to seek out something more, something better, something bigger for another chance at happiness. Why not be truly happy forever? Then winning or losing, being right or wrong, become irrelevant. When you welcome the miracles of divine grace, you are happy regardless of whether others seems to, seem to treat you well or not. Whether things turn out a certain way or not, whether you win or not. When you love your God with all your heart, all your soul, in all your mind, you surrender to the undivided will and divine grace will liberate you from all the divisions in your heart, your soul, and your mind. Well, we're coming up to our first break, and we wanted to invite you to join us for our next teleclass, Being in the World, Not of the World, Energy Work for Showing Up. On Saturday, May 7th, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Time, May 7th is coming up faster than you think. If you're not of this world and just living in it temporarily, where are you from and how do you show up here? The more you are present here as your true self, the happier you are and the more productive and effective you can be. Learn to do psychic energy work to help you do all that. And this is part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. For all the details and to sign up, go to our May events calendar section at www.michaeltamura.com or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday. And also welcome our new assistant, Debbie, who is right now in training to replace our most wonderful 12-year veteran uh assistant who has been amazing all these years all right we will return in just a couple of minutes to continue god's grace and creating miracles we'll be right back Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational incredible information one of the best books i've ever read inspirational a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose 
That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. We've been exploring God's grace, what God's grace has to do with creating miracles. And for those of you who have a little trouble with the word God, replace it in your mind with oneness, all that is, however you like to view that uh, amazing energy that we come from. So anyway, is creating miracles always a collaborative process? Let's continue to find out more. Well, in the uh, little bit before the break, um, I was talking about divine grace. You know, when you welcome the miracles of divine grace, you're happy. And you're happy regardless of what's going on around you or what's going on in the world. And because that complete undivided uh, awareness of that which is undivided. (laughs) And how can you not be happy when you're experiencing that which is totally not divided? It's, it's, you, you can't experience anything other than pure joy, which can translate as total peace or incredible happiness or or unconditional love whatever you want to call that experience there's there's many many human words in many different languages of that try to describe different aspects different attributes of what that experience is like And so one moment when we glimpse into the undivided, the total limitlessness, we might experience that as pure, unadulterated quietness of peace. Other times, it's like, whoa, sing from the rooftops, dance down the street, you know, it's just complete joyousness. Ah, It could be quite outwardly expressive. It could be very quiet. 
So when you surrender to the undivided divine will and divine grace, ah, that grace will liberate you from all the divisions within, within you, whether you want to call it and think of it as within your heart, within your soul, within your mind, all divisions go out the window, <laughs> so to speak. And as the uh, little quote that Raphael uh, talked about from the Bhagavad Gita, where Krishna's really instructing Arjuna, the final line of that, Krishna ends with, do not fear. Ah, that keeps on coming up, doesn't it? Yeah. And when, when you refer to spirit, it keeps on coming up. Do not fear by an avatar or all those archangels that show up <laughs> to announce something, you know, profound. Fear not. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> fear not, fear not. <laughs> Otherwise they can't communicate. Exactly. So. Yeah. You could, you know, your your jaws are dropped <laughs> open and everything and you're you might be awestruck or whatever, but they go, Hey, you know, don't be afraid. Relaxed. <laughs> don't be afraid. Don't do not fear. Fear not. Well, all of that is, you know, all of that is utterly simple. Yeah, what but what makes accomplishing it so challenging is mostly due to the fact that we, what we experience when we begin to seek God and God's grace. You know, seeking God or seeking God's grace, seeking limitlessness, seeking all of that stuff, seeking never-ending joy. Oh, hey, everybody wants to do that, right? <laughs> That's so simple. There's nothing to it, but, ah, didn't I just say that when we turn our full awareness toward God, we experience never-ending joy? You know, what could be challenging about such an unimaginably wonderful experience? Ah, yes, that's what's challenging, is, is what happens as a result of experiencing such an unimaginably wonderful, joyous, joyousness, delight, freedom, uh, peace, and love. When we even have a glimpse of the undivided, in a sense, we let in that light and the light of awareness exposes to us all that we previously assumed as our truth and reality. Pretty much, that includes most of what we felt as real most of the time in our lives. <laughs> what if we're not who we thought we were? Or what if we're not, if, if we find out that we're not uh, who we work so hard to be? All what we could not forgive in ourselves will begin to surface into the light of awareness 
so that when we can see the truth of the matter instead of continuing to believe in the lie and being a hostage to it. Ah, are we willing and prepared to forgive everything and everyone? Well, Mm -hmm. most of us may need to take baby steps at first. And just as we did when we were babies, first learning to stand up and take our first step, we'll fall again and again. That's part of the learning process. It's not failure if you fall. It's, it's just part of the learning process. What we're needing to learn is to forgive ourselves of all the lies that we believed in before. Every time we fall, we just practice congratulating ourselves for falling so well. <laughs> wow. You know, have you ever done that with a with a small child? You know, they, they go crashing down and and they look around to see if anybody's upset or noticing. And if, if everybody's rejoicing, if everybody's congratulating, wow, that was such a good fall. Even if the kid is kind of scratched up from it, they smile and laugh and they get up again and try again. But if, if the adults around them get all discombobulated and, and oh, no, the, the little child fell, might hurt himself. And then the kid looks around and goes, whoa, feels all that energy. And That's concern. not, you know, yeah. congratulatory, <laughs> celebratory. And so start screaming bloody murder, even if he's not hurt. <laughs> I used to watch the in in uh, parks and stuff, you know, watch the kids running around and having a great time and wham, one of them falls. And the first time I saw that, I was, oh, I learned so much. It's like the kid just looks around. Nobody's paying any attention. Okay just jumps up and starts running again. (laughs) The same kid later on does the same thing, crashes. And mama gets so upset, comes running to the child, and he looks up, oh, and he could, he's just kind of consumed with mama's worry and guilt and everything. And, and uh, he starts screaming bloody murder. (laughs) Ah, what we learned, you know, just watching. So we do that. We, we fall, we pick ourselves up, and then we take another step. And just as we eventually learn to walk unassisted and securely when we were growing up, we'll learn to love our God even as we encounter our various challenges in this process. Each time you commit yourself and each time you decide, okay, I'm going to love the undivided. That creative power, that creative awareness. And when you do, at first, you might experience great joy. But then, oh, what we call the growth period sets in. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes lovingly called the gross period. Yeah, it's all the toxicity that we held in before. It's like doing a fast or a cleansing. It just comes out and, oh, my God, that doesn't feel good. It's messy. You know, it's, it's not fun. But that's exactly when you need to enjoy 
celebrate. When it's not, the going gets tough. The tough, well, they say that when the going gets tough, the tough goes shopping. <laughs> uh, supposed to be the tough get going. Yeah, yeah. but, but, but why, why, would the, why would the tough go shopping? Oh, to enjoy it. Even though it's tough, I, I need to, you know, not get dragged down into this dark hole of difficulty and, and suffering. It's no. If you learn to laugh a little bit and go, oh, yeah, I remember before I kind of fell down and scraped my knees, I was having a really good time. I, I, I was starting to get it. Uh-huh. I had that experience of the divine grace and that limitlessness, even just for a moment. I remember that. So that means, oh, this is just the, the repercussion. The immediate repercussion is all the, this is stuff I stored up from who knows when. Who cares? I'm just going to let it go, which is forgiving. Just realize, oh, this is just old junk. I don't need to keep it. So amongst everything else that divine grace offers us, it offers us as many chances as we need to learn what we need to learn so we can receive the gift of total freedom. God's grace is probably one of my favorite subjects when it comes to the higher vibrations that we can experience in this world. And I think one of the first times I consciously experienced this was not in any situation where I felt like I did something wrong and it needed forgiveness or anything like that, but it was in an innocent place. So grace brings back your innocence. So uh, just to explain what happened was I was uh, in my beginning training at a psychic institute and I was taking the third level healing class and the person who was teaching the class just set the energy so nicely and there were a lot of people in that class, probably 40 and we were about just getting ready to play a little game. And as he was giving the instruction, my energy and awareness shifted. And what I got to experience and see, and this lasted for about three minutes. It was a very, you know, it might not sound like a long time, but for this kind of experience, it was very long. You know, it's like seeing a UFO for three minutes or something like that. My energy shifted into a space where I saw and experienced the oneness of everything. And I was, we were, um, this class was in multiple uh, um, rows, but it was in a U shape. And I was directly facing across from this really scruffy guy who later became a really good friend. But even he looked as bright, and the way I thought of it was he looks as bright as God. And everyone in the class, I knew them all. I knew them all forever. It was just an incredible awareness experience. And I didn't ask for it. It just happened. It was like coming into a very playful, innocent place. And I was able to experience the oneness of being. And this can happen at any, any time. So one of the things is that Um, Here on earth, this is a very difficult place to be, but if you can see it as a school and divinity has basically placed us here so that we can experience something other than the oneness in order to appreciate 
being in the oneness when we finally decide to go back home. So I just wanted to share that with you because that oneness experience is beyond anything. And it just, you know, it was three minutes and I've had little bits and pieces of it over the years. And, you know, when something happens and you just don't forgive yourself, um, the thing that I feel that's the hardest, you know, when you make a mistake, someone's mad at you or whatever, um, it just feels like your innocence is gone forever. But the thing is, it's not. It's your emotions and your reaction to it that makes it seem that way. But as you learn to process these, that innocence is always there. All right, well, we're coming to our second break, so please take a moment to mark your calendars. And this is for the end of May on Saturday, May 28th, and Sunday, May 29th. We are offering our special remote for Teleclass plus a bonus Zoom Q&A weekend event titled Finding Joy in Challenging Times, Harnessing the Transformative Power of Compassion, Gratitude, and Forgiveness. The four two-hour teleclasses will be on. Looking for bliss when the going gets tough. You are the joy you are looking for. The second teleclass on Saturday is Happiness is Sharing Your Joy When All Seems Lost. Discovering the Creative Power of Compassion. The third teleclass, which is on Sunday morning, Welcoming the Blessings of Bliss, the Power of Gratitude to Heal Your Soul. And the fourth teleclass is forgiving your way back to yourself, the path to your freedom and the love of God. Plus, anyone who takes part in at least one of the teleclasses during this weekend event can join us for our fun and profound bonus post-class Zoom Q&A talk story and social on Sunday following the teleclass. For the full write-up and details, which are not yet on the website but will be very soon, go to the May calendar event section, michaeltamora.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hours, specific time, and watch for our newsletter. You know, when you go on our website, be sure you sign up for our newsletter so you know about all of our events coming up. In just a bit, we'll return to... God's grace and creating miracles. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. 
Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Oh, it's great to have you back. We've been exploring God's grace and creating miracles. What are we really doing when we create miracles? Can we make creating miracles part of our everyday life? Let's continue. Yeah, I'm really glad that Raphael brought up the uh, thing about one of the experiences of divine grace being when she was in a really great place, you know, uh, instead of down and out or in a uh, survival situation or something like that. No, it was when she was in a really wonderful space and energy's good. She's not guilty about something It's or, or angry about anything. And then all of a sudden it opens up. Because all too often, the times when we hear about someone's experience of divine grace is like like the Newton who wrote the Amazing Grace song. Yeah, that was pretty heavy duty, you know, down and out and, and realizing, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? And And here I'm looking at death's door Probably the storm is so bad and the ship is going all over the place, we're not going to make it. And and so it's kind of a last-ditch effort, and he cries out to, to God, and, and please have mercy on me. I know I've been bad. <laughs> so I've been speak. a bad boy. I've been a bad boy, Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I really want this, you know. I want to live the whole bit. And he, he has this miracle and realizes, oh, yeah, this was grace that, that gave this to me. So that's the kind of stories we often hear about people's experiences of divine grace and the miracle that comes with that. But Raphael talked about one where, no, she wasn't in a major storm. She wasn't looking at death's, you know, front door or back door or whatever. <laughs> and, and she wasn't being guilty about something that required immediate forgiveness or whatever. And yes, that's actually more of the time when we have the real experience of divine grace. It's, Access it's, to it. Too. Yeah, it's it's right right there. You're you're at the when you're in a amazing space <laughs> then you're at the front door you're at the doorsteps of grace and it's not just to save your life or or your career or something it's it's to let you experience in a sense the next step of really what freedom is like 
when Raphael described her experience of of looking across from the kind of the scruffiest looking uh, externally appearing guy and even he looked like radiant like god yeah he did oh hmm isn't that interesting the spirit is one when we really start to experience that oneness that undividedness then Oh, yeah, no matter who you look at, you see that light. And this is why when I'm teaching class or whatever and I look around and I I tell people, I says, this is what you look like to me. And if you could see what I see you as, every time you wake up and you're brushing your teeth in front of the mirror <laughs> with a toothpaste drooling on one side or another. <laughs> and your hair is all, you know, you have a bad hair day and whatever and, and all of that. Well, what kind of judgments are you looking at when you look at your mirror, you know, reflection in your mirror? But if you could see what Raphael saw at that moment or any other time where she had a glimpse of, eternal life, when she had a glimpse of the undividedness of of life, then you'll see there's, there's, you're not going to have a bad hair day. It doesn't matter what your hair looks like. It doesn't matter what your face looks like. It doesn't matter if you gain so many pounds or lost so many pounds. Oh, it doesn't matter if you had to pay extra taxes that wiped you out. You know, it matters in the sense of you're taking care of your daily physical life, but you're not going to be down and out about it. You're going to be too busy experiencing that same kind of experience of oneness. There's no division. And seeing, oh, no, regardless of what anybody does or how they are or whatever, you see the truth, or at least a lot closer to the truth of the matter, that, oh, you're just the same as I am. Hmm. We're all this bright, brilliant, shining light. Some of us dress in, you know, $50,000 tailored suits. <laughs> uh, you say us? I don't think so. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us dress in, you know, hand-me-down, hand me <laughs> all thread-worn clothes. And some of us have multi-million dollar careers And others of us are just eking day by day out to have enough to eat. So regardless of what someone is doing or how they look or or (laughs) what they think about. Or even what role they're playing in life. Yeah. it's, It's like, oh, it's still this bright, incredibly beautiful, radiant light. That is the gift of divine grace. That's the miracle. 
that you get to see that. Whereas, and when you when you have that experience, even just for a moment, not even for three minutes, but just just like a little split second, it completely changes your life because. Oh, that's a split second here in this world of time and space, but it's eternity in spirit. It's always eternity in spirit. (laughs) It's always eternity in truth. So when you even have just a slight glimpse in the momentary time and space in this world experience, you know, you have absolute certainty. There's no doubt in that moment. There's no question in that moment. So after that moment seems to just go by and you're back to, quote, normal. Sometimes the experience of being back to so-called normal is you realize it's not normal at all. (laughs) Once you experience that even a moment of eternity, being in this experience of time and space, and there was yesterday and tomorrow, and oh, what am I going to do? I got to pay these bills by then, and all that experience. That's not normal. (laughs) And that's why it's so tough. It's the toughness, the challenge isn't, Receiving the divine grace, which is being given out every moment of every day, whether you are aware of it or not, it's there for the asking. But it's only in those moments that we're we're open enough, we're undivided enough to receive of it. And that's why when you're when you're celebrating, when you're joyous, ah. It opens you, you open to it. You open to that divine grace and the miracles that come from that much, much more. You're much more available. Whereas somebody who's going through a complete down and out, I mean, bottom of the barrel experience, they, they give up. They go, okay. It's not working. My life isn't working. What I'm trying to control, what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to figure out isn't working. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to turn to. I'm giving up all that control. I'm giving, I'm surrendering to a greater power. And then they're open. That's why those miracles happen in those kinds of seemingly crucial you know, uh, uh, end of your life kind of a situation. But how much easier it is to have that when you're at the top of the mountain, when you're going, wow, I'm celebrating life. Even if you don't feel so good, even if you're not, you know, happy with everything, you just go, you know what? Would I, do I want to stay in this situation? of unhappiness, or would I like to turn to that which brings about this happiness, that brings about this experience of joy? 
Ah. And as you go with that, and and then you fall, and then you have, you know, oh, I'm all of a sudden I'm just so angry, or I'm so guilty, or I'm so afraid, or whatever. Then uh, that's what Krishna was talking about. Don't fear. Don't worry about it. Just surrender to that divine will. And let yourself be the recipient of that grace. And see what that happens, what what happens. And when you experience even that moment, hey, you're not going to have a problem with it. I'd like to give a very quick example. I've actually talked about this before, but I think it's perfect for this show. And I'll keep it really short because we just have a short bit to go here. Is once I uh, brought my dog to a dog groomer and um, the daughter of the dog groomer was crying her eyeballs out. And uh, I found out that she had had her child taken from her by the child's father, who she was not married to. And she was crying and crying, and that was just one of those moments I felt the divine come over me. You know, in the Christian church, they'd say um, the Holy Spirit came mm. in. You know, that's the same thing. And I I heard it's going to be all right, and she'll get her child back. And to make a long story short, she indeed get, did. But the one thing I told her was, just give it to God, all will be well. And I have found that to be true of everything that happens in my life, and I hope you do too. We are at the end of our show now. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that our show offers you much to reflect upon in your life and provide tools you can use daily to live the miracle. Be sure to join us next Wednesday when we launch the 18th season, we talked about that earlier, of Living the Miracle. Our overall theme for the next 13 episodes will be the miracle of sharing your joy and we'll kick off the first show of the new season with Rejoice Just Because. Remember, too, to join us for our next teleclass Saturday, May 7th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time on being in the world, not of the world, energy work for showing up as part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. Check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. And remember to sign up for our mailing list. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.